Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody, this is Cisco Champion Radio, Season 3, Episode 16 on Akano. Today, we have some guests with us who are going to be giving us an overview. To start off, we will introduce our Cisco Champion hosts, Josh, Sebastian, and Bernhard. And then uh, the Akano team will give a quick introduction, then we'll go from there. So, Josh, do you want to start off? Yeah, thanks, Brandon. So, Josh Workup, you're in the uh, partner community. Uh, specifically focused on Cisco collaboration, everything from the voice and video world and how we're merging those two things together. So excited to be here and talk about Akano and all of the latest and greatest. Cool. Sebastian? Hi, my name is Sebastian Loisa. Uh, I'm working for a system engineer for a large German um, Cisco partner with a focus to video and unified communications. Cool. And Bernhard, do you want to yes. tell us who you are and what I you do? I work for a tiny Austrian uh, partner, and I like faxes and analog lines, so I'm a technical, technically a classically voice guy. And I just did <laughs> the Arcano training two weeks ago, so it will be quite interesting, I think, and it's a very, very interesting solution. Very cool. Good group from around the globe today. And with that, we'll throw it over to the Econo team, Angela, Jennifer, and Albert. We'll let you guys maybe give a quick introduction, and then uh, we'll go from there. Hi, I'm Angela Murphy, and I look after um, video infrastructure marketing within the Cisco organization. Hi, my name is Jennifer Kang. I'm the marketing manager with Econo, um, so new to Cisco. And I handle marketing um, on, a, on a wide range from field marketing to some of the upcoming product launches coming up. And uh, looking forward to the session. And my name is Albert Ampadan. I'm a technical marketing engineer based here in San Jose. I am a conferencing marketing engineer and focusing on Econo. Really looking forward to this session. Cool. Thank you, guys. So maybe do you want to start out and just kind of give us an, an overview of what Econo is? Absolutely. Thanks, Brandon. So, um, so from, from Cisco's perspective, uh, we've been focusing on really enabling our customers to enable video for all of their users, so really to make the sort of concept of pervasive video a reality. Um, now, for those customers that want to deploy video on-premises, so um, have solution in their data center, um, there are a number of um, obstacles that need to be overcome in order to do this. Um, so when Cisco acquired Arcana earlier this year, what we acquired was um, a fantastically scalable video conferencing platform that really does enable people to join a conference from any, um, 
from any device, so from video endpoint um, or mobile device, and essentially within that enables great interoperability. So essentially, Akana is a premises video collaboration solution. Now, I'll pass over to um, Jennifer to give you a little more insight into um, what the Akana solution is and how it's used. Thanks, Angela. So yeah, uh, I mean, pretty much Angela kind of nailed it in the head. It, essentially, we are uh, Cisco's lead on-premises conferencing solution, with the two main reasons why Cisco acquired us being, one, for the scalability, and two, for the interoperability, so allowing people to join, join from different platforms without compromising their user experience. Um, so I mean, that is pretty much, um, pretty much it. Cool. Thank you. Josh, Sebastian, Bernhard, you guys have any questions that you guys want to get into right off the bat here? Um, not really. What I would like, kind of a, I would like to give a big quick story about um, how I got to know um, Akano. And um, I, I think I've always been very Cisco-minded. And um, originally when I heard about the acquisition, I thought, okay, uh, what's it, I'll be honest here, what's the point? Yeah, that's a point product and it's um, how, how will it actually advance the solution? Now that I've done the training, I think it's really something that will add something to the portfolio. And just like what was just mentioned, to have something that allows us to, to scale, especially with larger customers in a much better way. So uh, I think that for me was the big the big takeaway from, from getting to know Akano that the, this isn't just another MCU. This allows us to build very different architectures from before. Exactly. So it helps us overcome some of the problems which I think many in the industry have encountered in making, particularly in making video conferencing really scalable. And um, as we've moved from an industry where um, video conferencing was was only enabled for a few, so only enabled for execs perhaps, and only available in scheduled meetings in conference rooms that had to be booked. Now we're moving to a very different kind of, um, I guess, almost working environment where people expect to be able to meet anywhere um, using any device. So they expect to be able to call into a meeting from their mobile or from their laptop. And they also expect to get a great experience from their conference room systems as well, um, given the investment that they make in those systems as well. And so I think what we've seen is that um, as people expect a better experience from their video conferencing solution and they expect to be able to conference from very different locations and very different devices, are really simplicity and ease of use are absolutely paramount. I think this has presented some challenges um, to you know within the market. So I think the Cardo solution really helps us address those um, by providing a solution that is that is enables meetings to scale without compromising that user experience, and also helps people join a meeting from from any system that they're used to using and preserve um, the the experience that they that they're used to. Uh, so I think those are the two. Yeah, sort of key aspects or key drivers that we've seen, um, and as you say, Ocado really helps us um, to address those those issues. So I guess just to that, I mean, maybe positive to Jennifer um, for some examples and of the way that 
get particular customers have seen the value of the solution and um, some specific examples that might help to um, you know make this all a bit more real sure um, I think I think an example I want to share was actually uh, directly from a customer that was at Infocom last week. I was able to sit in on a session with them, and they kind of shared how their Econo system was being used. They're a very large media company, and they were specifically talking about user adoption. And so they they wanted to provide pervasive video for all of their employees, not just executives, not just for you know conference rooms. And what they found was that people didn't like being told exactly what they didn't like being siloed to just one platform or or you know program to to be able to connect to video that they liked to have the option to join meetings from really anywhere. So they had you know a, a section of their employees that like using Skype for business, and so they they said do not give that capability. I want to be able to join meetings from link or Skype for business client. There were other um, employees that like to use the Econo client. They thought it was simple. And then there were other other um, parts of their employee base that uh, would like to join over browsers. So we have browser conferencing capabilities where people can simply you know, open up uh, in their Chrome uh, browser and join the meeting and it's still a great experience. Um, it can also be you know, the links to join the meeting can be shared externally um, to outside the company. So they actually had employees that would just do video meetings through their browser. That's the way they like to join. That they would they would favorite their browser um, in their. I mean, they would favorite the Econo um, page in their in their Chrome browser, and that's where they would go to do all their meetings. So it was just really interesting that um, this company was able to extend that pervasive video by just being able to give various options on joining the meeting. Um, so that is, you know, that's one example. Um, when it comes to the browser conferencing, there are many other use cases with various different industries. For example, universities um, will use browser conferencing, um, the WebRTC, to allow students to join remotely into the classroom to invite external speakers into a lecture. Um, in the healthcare space, browser conferencing is also useful for doing remote um, diagnoses or home visits, especially in remote areas where people can't make it to the medical facility. Um, so those are just some, uh, some examples uh, of how just allowing everyone to join the meeting is really, you know, has been really our vision and our goal and how that's been really embraced by our customer base, and, and that's why um, they really love Econo. Cool. I'm going to throw this out there. Sebastian, I mean, you were talking about it a little bit. How does that compare to the use cases that you've seen or that you've worked on? Yeah, for me, it will be interesting how the overall Econo solution will integrate into the overall Cisco portfolio, because I think, though, there are two different kind of worlds, but I see the strengths and the link interoperability. So, um, what's your uh, experiences regarding customer feedback regarding your link integration and Skype for Business integration? That's a great question. Um, so, Alphabet, I think, has spent some time um, evaluating and looking at and demonstrating 
the user experience with the, that um, people using Skype for business had. So, Albert, do you want to um, give us a little of your insight into that? Well, I think one of the things that really stands out to me, and I've heard uh, quite a few people tell me at the different shows I've been, I've been at a couple of them, uh, showing the, the Econo interoperability, the Econo solution. One of the biggest things that jumps out is uh, it, this is the way it's supposed to be. I hear people tell me it's just supposed to be that way. Uh, I, f I have a client that's used to link. They don't have to do anything different than the, what they're already used to and it just works with standard devices. If they want to send content, they don't have to do anything different. Uh, by the same token, people on the other side that uh, are more used to the typical room system environment, the typical room system workflows, we don't change anything. It just can, you can just connect and uh, share content uh, through your normal processes with your link customers. And uh, Really, it kept coming back to this is just the way it's supposed to work. This is the promise. Anyone can join. Don't change the workflows. Everything just works the way it's supposed to. That, for me, has been the thing that's just jumped out the most. I guess one of the, the other big questions, you know, we have a lot of uh, existing installations out in the field of, of traditional MCUs and telepresence servers today. Is is this a straight replacement for some of those existing bridges, or is it something that we can add on and slowly move over to? If you could talk to a little bit how that the interop works uh, with some of these existing uh, infrastructure, would be great. Yeah, so for our existing infrastructure, so here we can look at the telepresence server and conductor and TMS deployments as well as the MCU deployment. So Akana has been um, deployed in some cases to provide gateway functionality to enable that um, interoperability so that the gateway solution, oh, sorry, the Akane solution um, provides the interop while the telepresence server um, supports the overall, um, yeah, essentially MCU functionality. Um, in some cases, customers do have the Akane solution deployed standalone, so providing all of the um, transcoding and switching required for the video conferencing piece and supporting that interoperability. So, so I guess the answer there is really that the solution can fit in with the customer's environment within their existing environment um, in the way that that is needed. So if it's gateway functionality added to an existing environment, then, um, then that configuration is is a good one. If they want a, um, a, a new customer looking to implement a new video conferencing solution, then Ocado provides all of those um, MCU capabilities as well as the um, gateway interop capability. So Albert, I don't know if there's anything else that you'd want to add to that. Yeah, actually, I think that uh, that really covers quite a bit. Uh, that it's all there. Uh, we have standard configuration settings that get done once, and uh, it almost gets out of mind at that point. There's nothing non-native about how the link gets integrated. There's nothing non-native about how SIP gets integrated. Everything's just fairly straightforward and all in one place. 
that's one of the keys as well is all in one place. Uh, there's not multiple types of different boxes to get the integration done. It's all done in one location. Okay, so in, in some of the use cases that we have pulled up here, we're, we're talking about this is, you know, obviously all on-premises, so we just get a box, right, to do both the gateway and the bridging? Yeah, absolutely, if that's the right okay. um, solution for a particular customer environment. And I guess that leads on to one of the other um, sort of really points that we need to understand of the Cardo solution is that it does fit with the customer's existing infrastructure, so um, all their current investment in infrastructure is protected there, which is which is quite a key concern um, for for our customers. One thing that I took away from from the training that I did and from playing with the Akama solution, and one thing that was emphasized is that there's just one Akama server. So there's a single code base basically for all those different functions. And you just run multiple nodes and decide on which services you activate. So if if you look at that from the perspective of the solution that you have today with conductor, telepresent server, and so on on-premise, it just makes it incredibly uh, a lot or at least a lot easier than what we have today to scale this deployment and have those different functions out there in the field. Yeah, so for those, for those customers um, that yeah uh, are looking for, as I said, either gateway with a gateway functionality with telepresence server and conductor or something or a standalone system, as you said, um, the Akano solution will be meet both of those needs. So I see Jennifer, you have your um, use case slides shared now. So shall we um, just Quickly. Yes, I, I had pulled it up, but the, the discussion was great, kept on going. Um, so we can quickly go through some of these use cases. There aren't very many. And then um, if there are any that uh, we want to dwell upon, we can do so. So I'll just quickly take us through these. Um, so this one was with an, a different media company. And it was interesting because their main concern was actually not over video conferencing. Um, but the ability to share content at the best possible quality. So because they are they are collaborating on uh, on footage and and media, they needed to make sure that they can uh, stream 1080p in 1080p resolution at 60 frames per second. And so we were able to deliver that quality. So that's one. The next one was with a finance customer, and they use something called Hoot and Holler Systems, which is um, just an audio bridge that is on all the time that they can use to communicate with traders. So what they what they ended up doing was plugging in a a USB speaker into uh, a computer that was running um, on Econo Space, and it was just open all day every day, and they could just turn on their audio um, and and use it as a bridge whenever they needed to. So it provided that instant real-time communication. The next one, this is a bit interesting. So uh, this one was with a, uh, a lab. And so they, they were doing um, testing of uh, various types of drugs. And in order to see you know, the, how the drugs were progressing, um, they, they would monitor that over video instead of having the researchers needing to you know, go on site um, 
every single day. So they had they had drones that were equipped with cameras that would be streaming video to an econo space. And so the researchers would be able to access that video. And the researchers could also grant access to that video to the drug manufacturers so that everyone can view the video and they could collaborate and meet and uh, you know, work on that research together. That's really cool. Yeah, it's just a very, it's just kind of an out of out of the box, you know, not a typical conference room type of scenario in an office. Um, this next one is is back to that healthcare uh, use case where, you know, a large clinic. There were a lot of rural areas around the area, and so they they used the WebRTC browser conferencing functionality to. Um, allow patients to connect with doctors. This next one is in a courtroom. Um, so what they were able to do uh, using Econo was to uh, bring in attorneys and witnesses remotely over video. Um, they were also able to bring in remote sign language interpreters into the courtroom over video. And this next one, um, speech therapy, able, you know, the ability for uh, speech pathologists to have meetings with children over video. Again, just reducing um, a lot of time and, and costs involved with travel. And this last one is, is pretty similar now to the other use cases. Uh, this one's about pharmaceutical companies um, just being able to meet in one place virtually and collaborate. And, that, and that's all the use cases I've got here. We can talk about some of them if we'd like. Well, what I would find quite interesting because uh, it's, it's very interesting to see all those media companies in there. I have a customer that has something very specific or something very similar about the content sharing. Can you share a bit on, on the scalability of the solution and how, um, how far you can go also with full frame rate content share? because that's something that we see with, with those guys a lot. Basically, they want to share HD content. And we are actually with this customer looking at Akano because the WebRTC client allows us to, pro to do pretty much full frame rate content as well, just over the web browser, which is something we could not do before with any of the other solutions. Sure. I'll, um, Albert, can you, can you speak on that, on the content sharing and how, how far we can go with the quality? Well, the quality getting up to 1080p60, so that is going to be across uh, the WebRTC client, across the applications, and of course the SIP standard devices. Is there a maximum number of endpoints that can receive that, or I, I think that's kind of what we're getting after? What's uh, okay. what would be like a typical? How many folks can can get into this stream of media? I don't know that there's an upper edge. I don't know that I do know that there's no limit in the number of participants in the conference. So that I will take a uh, take a note on that. Unless Angela or, or Jennifer, you know, I don't know the specific uh, numeric uh, limit for participants sharing content. No, I think it's the same as you say. Um, the same applies as the overall number of participants in a meeting. Um, yeah, they all have capability to share audio, video, and content, and um, the number of participants and quality of experience expands with the available hardware capacity. Ultimately, it comes down to bandwidth capacity as well as uh, hardware capacity, as it would any other time. Yeah. 
one thing to point out uh, that it's not limited to the content uh, capacity and the participant capacity is the distribution of the servers. Uh, the, one of the big keys for me is the flexibility of the deployment. You could have multiple call bridges uh, across a geography, uh, which would help with the with the bandwidth between them. So that would extend and uh, provide better bandwidth management or their utilization, uh, not only for content but for all the participants involved as well. Um, okay, so so on that particular piece, is that does that mean if if I have a bridge on the the west coast and a, a bridge on the east coast? The participants connect to their local bridge, and then there's maybe only one media stream between the two. Is that kind of what you mean on the on the bandwidth savings? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, through geo distribution, if you have a, a call bridge uh, to you know follow on the example that you had, you could have a call bridge in on the west coast, one on the east coast. Uh, participants that are local on the east coast or or closer to the east coast can join the same conference that participants are on the west coast which are on call bridge on the west coast with one link across the two is is there an upper limit to how many of those i can scale uh let's say if i i went international uh, or just you know around the globe the only limit i know of is that five has been tested in previous releases i have not uh, gotten information on the uh, most release uh most current releases of code okay Five. Um, good. There's there's a limit though on the maximum latency between two call bridges, which is 200 milliseconds basically. Um, and also this is, I mean, if you compare it to the the current solution and what Telepresence Server does, it's not just a cascade link. You actually get multiple participants being sent between the call bridges, so you can scale the meeting across two or three or five, five, six, seven, eight call bridges, and you'll get still full layouts for the participants. So that's that's very cool if you look at it from a geo distribution standpoint. That is a very powerful um, application there. That uh, it scales great uh, vertically as well as horizontally. Yeah, and I think also something a key point to call out there is the fact that the user experience is maintained while the meeting expands across multiple servers, um, which is which is absolutely key for our users. Um, you know, just making sure that that experience doesn't isn't disjointed as people join the meeting from different locations. That, that's a great point, Angela, and that goes back a little bit to what I mentioned earlier. The feedback I've gotten from customers overall is this is just the way it's supposed to work. Um, I'm on the East Coast. I don't need to do anything different because I'm on the East Coast, uh, so on and so forth. That it really just has a, a very consistent user experience across the board. Uh, one question regarding the deployment possibilities: um, What kinds of um, infrastructure is supported for the Akano solution? Can um, are the only supported dedicated servers, special servers, or can we use also uh, virtual machines? On any hardware, the, the the two major deployment models are a purpose-built uh, hardware platform. Uh, different three different models available on that, uh, depending on the port density required for each one, and uh, the, it is definitely software deployable. And adding to the flexibility and of of the solution, 
they're mix and match as well. I'm, we, we've talked about uh, having one server on the East Coast, one server on the West Coast. Well, the server, whether it's virtualized or the dedicated hardware, consists of component, the core and edge component. Those can be split for, again, for horizontal scalability and resiliency, and those can be mixed and matched. So you can have uh, a hardware version of the core. You can have a software version of the edge. Uh, two two software versions, uh, one running core, one running edge. But uh, yes, yeah, so there's a software deployment as well as the dedicated hardware deployment. Can you comment on how the server platforms might change now with the acquisition from the X1, X2, X3 models to something new in the future? So I think with that, I mean, um, clearly it's important for customers to be able to um, deploy a solution at scale. Um, as we go forward, we'll continue to focus on ensuring that um, yeah, we, sort of ha we have consistent uniform platforms that enable high scale. Um, and we'll, we'll be able to talk more about that um, as we move forward. So I guess, I mean, other aspects of the solution that, um, or I guess things that really do make the Akano solution different are as Jennifer um, talked about earlier in the call, um, the ability to join a call from any browser, um, we saw as, as addressing a key need in our customer for, in our customer organisations, just to make um, meetings more accessible and more pervasive. Do you guys have any big sessions or anything lined up for Cisco Live that we should be on the lookout for? Yes, Albert. Albert, you're leading a. <laughs> a quite lengthy session uh, on I've got on, a four-hour tutorial. Yes, I've got a four-hour tutorial where we'll be covering uh, the, the entire uh, portfolio. Well, I don't want to say the entire portfolio, but the on-premise angle of the conferencing portfolio. So we'll be covering migration in that. We'll be covering specifically, you know, what does Econo bring? Uh, we'll be as, as well covering telepresence server and how they work together today. So we also have a, a product solution session led by Andrew Reiter, um, which is all fixed on the user experience and infrastructure together. Um, I can just I'll just track out the title for that one. Um, and as well as that, we have a session, a roadmap session within the uh, CCP program that's led by Denise Britton. So um, there for those customers who are members of the CCP, um, there'll be uh, a, a detailed session for, for them talking about what, what we, the roadmap and what we uh, recent innovations and roadmap going forward. I would just check out the title for the for Andrew Writer's session. While you're doing that, Angela, I also highly re recommend anyone who's at Cisco Live to come to the collaboration area in the world of solutions. Uh, we're going to be demoing um, in in the conferencing experience area in there, and so I think the best uh, the best way to get to know Makano um, is to just come and see it live. We're going to have several sales um, engineers there um, who know the product inside and out, um, and Albert will be there as well. So please come visit us there. Again, that brings up a great point that a lot of this is is something to be experienced especially when we're talking about audio and video, it's, it's sometimes a little bit difficult to digest on paper. Good point. We'll be yeah, sure to we visit. Should, 
awesome. Yeah, we show the interoperability with, with Link, um, so you can see that native you know, user experience for Link users. We also show how the geo distribution works and how that allows us to achieve the scale. Um, we'll, we'll also be demoing um, recording, which is a new feature that we just released. So yeah, there, there are a lot of, lot of cool things to come and see. Absolutely. And I've just tracked down the title of Andrew Reiter's session, which is Video Collaboration from the Back Browser to the Boardroom. That's one of the PSO VOL sessions. Um, that will be run, I think, it's on the Tuesday. Okay, so we have quite a lot of um, sort of sessions at various different levels that just go live. We also have a tabletop session, sort of giving a spotlight on a carno. Uh, so that's one of the lunchtime sessions where people have an opportunity to simply sort of sit down and quiz um, one of our product management team. And of course, as Jennifer said, we have all the um, demonstrations on the booth. So there's various different levels of um, conversation that you can have that can go as in-depth or as high-level um, as works as works for you. Along with Abjit uh, Day from uh, our collab team as well is the Cisco multi-party video design guidance. So that will be covering uh, both telepresence server as well as Econo and how they how they come together, what a migration path would look like. Do you guys have any other big questions, anything else that you guys want to know before we start wrapping up this episode? Yes, yeah, one last question. The Topic recalling what's mentioned in the last sentences. Um, it is a own solution from Akano, or it is based on the existing solutions, um, which is at the moment already in the Cisco portfolio. The the recording that you're probably mentioning was uh, part of the Akano 1.9 release, which was uh, officially right. released last week, and and that is that is homegrown. That is an Akano recording solution. Thank you, everybody, and I think on that note, we'll think about uh, wrapping up this episode. So I want to thank our Cisco Champion co-hosts, Josh, Sebastian, and Bernhard, for keeping the conversation lively today, and our Econo experts, Angela, Jennifer, and Albert, who were so kind to join us. And with that, we will see you on the next episode. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.